Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, welcome to episode 109. Today, we have an incredible guest for you, Gavin Mkavela and um. He is going to blow you away with his story. So this is actually a little bit different to some of our podcasts, but we've had many podcast episodes like this where it just turns into a beautiful segue into something that we hadn't planned. So today we're talking a lot about personal finance and debt and the emotions that come with it. Um, Gavin gives, uh, he's a property coach, I believe, Misa. I don't know also. He's a personal finance personal finance yeah mostly yeah he he does personal finance but he's also a property investor so today he got us into personal finance so if you've just joined us my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am the host of the show and I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase their income and live their best lives. And you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter under Vangile Makwakwa. Find me on Facebook under Wealthy Money. With me is my absolutely gorgeous and stunning co-host. <laughs> Thank you, my gorgeous Stunning co-host. I am Dr. Miranda. I am Prop Doc Mom. And I am a mentor, property mentor for beginner and property investors. Find me on Facebook. And my Facebook page is Prop Doc Mom. On Instagram, I'm Dr. Miranda underscore Prop Doc Mom. So today, guys. Gavin Cabela, I, I found him on Facebook myself. <laughs> and, and he came to, to, to address us as, as Sakisizwe investors, right? So mm. he, is, he is mostly a personal finance, um, personal finance coach that mm. became a personal finance coach because of his own mess with finances. Mm. Really, really like that because what you get is what he became after he had messed up his finances today he is like super generous with with his mess and you're gonna love what he he gives us so you're gonna enjoy this show please don't forget this podcast is sponsored by wealthy ones property stockfell and um the stockfell that has concluded deal number two in, yesterday, incidentally, we Yay! And we are busy with deal number three, which will be finalized within the week. If you are listening to this and it's beginning of February 2022, we are going to be we are going to be finishing deal number three. You want to be in on it, start getting involved and get yourself onto Stockfeller app. And join our Stockfell Wealthy Ones property. Stockfell is on Stockfeller. You download it from the Play Store or from the iStore or those who have Huawei. I don't know what the store is called. Um, <laughs> Petal Search. Out, yeah. And if you are outside of South Africa, you can still join if you go to our Stockfell uh, website at www.wealthy-money.com forward, forward slash Stockfell you can still join our stock shell. So 
Yeah. Then do you want to tell them any more? No, I think it's great. I mean, just celebrating that in the last seven weeks, we're about to, we're going to cross over the raising of 1.7 million rand. Yeah. It's been truly awesome. Um, yeah, and guys, just you're in for an incredible treat. So without further ado, let's meet Gavin. Welcome to the show, Gavin. Hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> We're good. Thirty minutes into the talking, guys. I must tell you even before we even start. Hello, Kevin. Ready? This podcast started before the actual recording started. It is. It is, it is a so nightmare. Good. It is so good already. I, guys. Oh, guys, we had such good conversations about money and expansion. But, Gavin, tell us about yourself. Who are you as a soul? And then what do you do? Uh, Yo, the whole Kevin. background, Kevin. The whole Kevin. background. <sighs> hey, uh, so, Kevin is this tall guy. Um, oh, tall. looking out if I'm, I'm handsome or not. But, um, <laughs> uh, tall. and um, yeah, so I grew up in Winterfeld. Um, Really? Just yeah, northwest of Northwest when it was Buputatwana. Buputatwana, Mangobe, I was the there. whole Mangobe two with the helicopter. They would slaughter like hundred cows. I was there, you know. So yeah, <laughs> oh, why, why were they slaughtering a hundred cows? That's how I mean, he would give to Batwana. That's how he would it. give to Batwana. Yeah, no, just but like, there were no roads in Winterfeld. I don't care. But there was no roads, fine enough. I'm like, why didn't you just take that money for the cows and just <laughs> for it there, you know? Like, but he didn't do that. But anyway, yeah, so I grew up with Ukoko. So I say Ukoko, but it's actually really? Ukoko. Granny's granny. Yeah, so Janet Ndaba, a beautiful, beautiful, um, you know, lady inside out. Um, so it was just me and Ukoko. At the time, and I mean, Coco was very strategic. I write about it in the book and right. talk about how she would just wake up in the morning and I would find oh. everything, breakfast done. I would come back, oh. breakfast, lunch is there. My clothes, old, uh, you know, my plain clothes are there. Like, like, Jay, but we would You were a prince, most well. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about Coco is the six o'clock curfew sleeping part. Because <laughs> so like literally, guys, six o'clock we sleep. Whether summer, <gasps> winter is fine. Summer and because oh, shame. Yeah. Hey, and even in summer out. when the sun is still out, yeah. you're sleeping. No, no, no. Strategic. I'm not talking about somebody that would deviate from her routine. It was yeah. on point. Yeah, we sleep six o'clock. Sialala, <gasps> we sleep. And so you guys are up at 4 a.m. for sure. I'm a cocker, yeah. you wake no, up no, at no. 4 a.m. Like always on time, right? And the funny thing is that her bedroom was facing the main road. So, and she never used to like dark curtains. So she always like, like these see-throughs. So summer, we are sleeping. Ukoko is busy. They're gone <laughs> after 10 minutes. Me, I'm busy watching people, kids play outside there, you know. But so, but yeah, so I grew up with Ukoko, um, 1993, no, 1992, went to live with my mom in Alexander. Okay. Um, I, I didn't really like Alexander. Alex, you know? of course. After Winterfell. Yeah, that time of a lot of uh, gangsterism. Where violence. Was, yeah, the violence and stuff. 
Um, but yeah, I stayed with my mom. Uh, we lived in a, like a one-bedroom flat. When one, you know, that's such a big two, shift. It was a studio, you know. And yeah, I went to Northview uh, High School. I went to Vestec. So back in the days when Vestec was Vestec. It was um, lovely. You yeah, went to so the Jordan Fountain um, campus. I was in Oakland Park. So I was studying Oakland Park. Oh, which okay. I hated. Um, Why did you study? Accounting. Ah. Yeah, so I hated it, like proper. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't yeah. blame you. <laughs> and, and funny enough, I was left with one module to graduate. Like it was tech, taxation module B. And so then my mom's like, hey, <laughs> yes, you, you must go and work and finish the other module. But you know, uh, some of us, you get into work and then you start loving this whole working environment. <laughs> <laughs> and then it took me a while to go back and want to, to complete. Then I went to UNISA to try and finish the course and uh, it trapped me until I decided like I fucked this whole uh you know, uh, finishing is not going to work for me. And then and I just kept on working. Um, so, yeah, so that d- diploma never was never completed, so to speak. Um, and then, of course, there was major with the, the UJ, Vestec, they, they did the major. So, obviously, the courses, they had to be rearranged. But, yeah, so after that, went to work for Standard Bank, um, um, well, for the bank. And um, I was in home loans. So I started in home loans and um, I went to credit and I went to property finance. So, you know, I talk about these, especially the home loans journey, which is very, very interesting because I say very interesting to a point where when I was, when I used to work in in the credit department, Mm. I used to be that guy that called people. Uh, to say that, look, your house is about to go under the hammer. So it's about to be, you know, repossessed. So it's yeah. either you pay or it's going to go to Liga. Mm-hmm. Now, we used to get a repo list every week, right? Now, this repo list for investors, it was gold. Mm. It was name and surname of the, the, the client or the customer. It had the, uh, the full address of the property. Oh, it had wow. the outstanding uh, bond amount. It mm-hmm. had the contact details of that client. Right. Yeah. You did know did that Gavin it was gold at the time, Kevin. Yeah. So what did Kevin do with that list? I would look at it until to a point where I was like, guys, don't give it. Like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Please give it to somebody else. And at the time, we could actually, well, it was not really hectic in terms of the rules, but I could technically call the client and say, look, you know, you, you, your standing amount is 100,000. The valuation is sitting at 400,000. I'll give you 200,000. You yeah. I could do that, but I didn't know at the time. I didn't. <laughs> you know? And I was telling people, like, guys, uh, uh, right now should be in Dubai you know, and traveling the world. <laughs> you if, if like, no, you miss nothing with Dubai. Keep, it's cool. Trust me, when you say you miss nothing with yeah. Dubai. <laughs> but that's how it is. And, and that's how it is. At the, time, <laughs> at the time, the banks were 
they would go and sell or they would, when it goes to the auction, they would want the outstanding amount, you know, before Only. this. Wow. The game. So if it was 45,000, they would sell it for 45,000. Wow. Even if the market valuation was sitting at 300,000. I know. Wow. It was such I know these things. And then I went to property finance, right? That's okay. where I was supposed to now learn about developments. But you worked for yeah, property finance. I was in the property finance division. Oh, CIT, yeah. Corporate investment mm. banking. Again, I didn't. You missed it. The gold. Like, I didn't know that. I mean, I used to, because I was the analyst to the deal maker, right? So the deal maker ah. would work <gasps> with the developer. I would. And, and there was this filmmaker who loved me. Like, she loved me. She's like, Kevin, I see you have this eye, man. You have this thing, you know, and I want to groom you. But the problem is oh that I've been suffering with low self-esteem for a lot, like for the longest I of time. Know. So I find it strange mm. that I, I, I still have this low self-esteem tech going on, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And, and then like, you, I'm like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, fine enough. It's, and it started yeah. way back when I... I was living with Ugoko, you know? Yeah. And um, so I never believed that I was good enough. I never believed that when you were good like, enough for that yeah, money. Me, yeah. Right. So th- this lady. Was I like, feel like I'm risen. I just have to say, I feel like I resonate with this so deeply because I know it. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah, so she's like, I want to groom you. I want to make you the deal maker. And I see that you're going to kill it. But I didn't sure. believe that, uh, you know, with regards to myself. So it just became, yeah. so for me, it just became work. She would take me to yeah. site uh, when they, they would, you know, or before, obviously, they actually, uh, you know, the deal goes to credit because site. first the, the developer would, will bring the deal to say, look, yeah. the deal that I have, um, the deal maker would look at it. They would site. do the assessment and then they would right. go up. So she would take me to, to the site. Um, um, go to the site. I remember there's this big, um, well, at the time, she, the, the, the contractor or the developer was big. He actually, I think, one of the few developers that made Remsech, right? So it's actually, I, I don't think it's actually a secret because it's, yeah. a big, um, it's a big story in terms of, if you actually go to Gibbs, if I'm not mistaken, and go and study um, a property course, it's a yeah. case study. That part. Oh, wow. Year. Which part of Remsech? I live right next there. Like Remsech at the time. Remsech, the suburb. Yeah. The suburb. Like it was, yeah. It, was really the, the, it used the to be farms. There was he nothing came, yeah. there. And he came and he's like, dude, I'm, I want to build something here. So it became a big thing. Oh. Then 2008 came. So in yeah. 2008, I know I'm all over the place. But it's okay. <laughs> no, it's yeah. okay. 2008 came. And um, the recession hit. Yeah. Now, his entire portfolio at the time, I think was sitting at around, if I'm mistaken, 700 million, right? Right. You can imagine a default of one month on 700 million. So it it just hit and it became, yeah, we we got emails from the CEO like that, which normally doesn't really happen. And it was, what's going on? What is going yeah. on? The default came and yeah, it just became a huge thing. It became a court case. 
Um, so yeah, so if, if, sure. if you can, if you Google it, Fulkin construction, um, it's it's a big thing. There's articles around it and what happened there. But yeah, and yeah. The lady, the deal maker loved me. It's like Gavin, you can be great, but I didn't believe in myself. And mm. um, you know, he she would take me on sides. Um, she would like try to show me how to you know draft the credit paper. But I was I was I was good. I mean, I would I, I didn't even need signatures of my my line managers. I would jump them and go to the head of credit myself. It's like, look, the client needs to to make a draw. Like today, you're gonna sign it. Here, the things I was like that guy. Um, and of course, you know, line managers felt threatened a little bit. That's how they cut my wings, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I I had this gold of learning about development. And me, I, I just went to, to work. It was just going to work, eight o'clock. Oh, eight o'clock. Oh, my oh, God. So, uh, Devin, oh, my gosh. This is so this powerful. Is, this is Lisa, I feel powerful. like, can we just dissect that just a bit more? Because, wow. Please. Please. Go for Devin, it. <laughs> Devin, you, you do take us all over the place. But let's, let's even tr- try to connect it. Did you at least a little tiny bit of you end up buying your first property at that time. Please tell us about that. Did you buy your first property at that time? Did you manage something like a first property at that time? Did you know you are buying real estate or were you buying a roof over your head? So, so yeah, at the time I didn't really, real estate, finding, and that is why I'm saying it, it's a funny thing because I've been in home loans, property investing, uh, property finance, but investing in property you know um so when i bought when me and my mom we bought the first house um it, it was just you know a roof over our head you know mm. and, the, and the funny story about it that when we when i was living in when we we're living in the flat so i didn't have a bedroom right so and then a lot of my peers had their own bedrooms and they have like these posters of their you know heroes and everything and everything yeah. in me all I wanted was a bedroom. Like my prayer every night, uh, Lord, give me a bedroom. Now God gives me a bedroom when I'm <laughs> I, I'm working, like the second year uh, of working, and I get my own bedroom. Like I'm like yes, and now I go and get posters there. But it was not the same. Eh? That, that it wasn't. <laughs> oh my gosh! You went to get the posters. That's. <laughs> That's sweet, though. Yeah. That is like, very, very uh, sweet. Uh, it's, not, it's not the same. But yeah, I mean, we bought that house. And funny enough, it was like a new development. Um, okay. At the time, it was going for 110000 You know, oh, $110,000. Yeah. It was like a two-bedroom. Um, I think average, um, yeah, it was, I think the, the total size was around 120 square meters. Square meters, you know, yeah. In- the, the, the building as well. Um, and, I, you know, I always say, imagine if I knew what I know now, back then, I would have bought 10 of those. And the current market valuation of those properties are sitting at around 800000 now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you had oh, access wow. to credit. There was probably I was a at discount. The I, I you were get at 3% the percent. I know. Eish. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The power of knowledge, and that's why we do this podcast. When I gave him, I mean, 
Like, yeah. you know, it's not the English that's spoken in black families. So where do you yeah. work? Oh, you work in property finance. Do you know that you can do the following? So those mm. conversations are not had in black families as a, as a, yeah. as a normal conversation, right? Yeah. Mm. But I also want to say, you know, like this is such a thing. Like you only know, I think your environment also shapes you. In your world, all you ever desired was the bedroom, bedroom. right? There was Mm. no one else around you going, oh my gosh, I desire to have a property portfolio. So we can only dream as far as our environment allows us to dream, you know? So this is such Mm. a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I also say that, look, I talk about exposure a lot. And um, yeah. And, and, and for me, knowledge is, is power, right? But mm. I believe exposure is even more powerful because... It is. It is. I mean, let, let's be honest. You know, somebody, I remember one time asking me about what, what is the difference? You know, what, what is so special about my book that I just yeah. wrote? Like, what's so special? I'm like, the story. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about something that you can Google. You can Google... A lot of the things that I talk about in the book, you can Google. Like it's not yeah. like it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's it comes from the sky. It, it's something that is there on the net. You can, and a lot of the mm. personal finance book, a lot of the they are there. You can Google. Like you can get anything on the net, but mm. you cannot get my story. You yes. know, it's my story. So yes. when I tell it the way I tell it, nobody can tell it as the uh, best than Gavin. Gavin was yeah. there. I was yeah. there. I was there. When, yeah. you know, I was in home loans and they give me this report list. I was there. It's my story. So I, I think yes. the biggest part of it for me, really, knowledge is the first part, right? Yeah. But we need to create a conducive environment. And, and that's yeah. where you guys come in and salute yeah. you guys or putting mm-hmm. this together because mm-hmm. when I tell the story, it resonates with somebody to say, but I'm here at the bank, right? Yeah. I don't even know yeah. what financing is. Yeah, I know. Wow. Because you're at the bank, you would know what financing is. Right? But this is so, so crazy though. Yeah. Guys, these are also the people that are busy with our home loans and they don't yeah. understand. Yeah what it is yeah. that you're doing when you come to them and you say, I want to refinance. So, and you know, most of the time, and I say it's so sad because as black people, most of the time we get those people and they don't have a clue. They turn us down and we're like, okay, that's it then. Because Umuntoiwan said no, you know? Yeah. So I think it is so powerful what you're saying. And it's so sad to me. It breaks my heart. It's They're like these... These companies don't even bother to train their employees to say, this is what refinancing is. This is how you build wealth because they're not here to empower us. They're here to keep us in employee mode. Yeah. I mean, and and, you know, I, I say this as well. And the funny thing, when I started in this journey of uh, personal finance, you know, leaving it, it, it was, Obviously, because of where I come from, I mean, mm. the, my story, back, like it comes back like from the day of I started working the first day when mm. or the first year when I, I signed a lease agreement 
And I didn't know what the lease agreement was. I signed it for this babe that I was with at the time. She wanted a flat. And this flat cost on a monthly basis, it was more than the bond, double the bond that I I was paying at the time. And I signed this agreement. I didn't know about it. I used to work at the bank. Now, the person that's supposed to know about it, and, and not the bank, I was working at the home loans. So this is the yeah. guy that's supposed to know what a lease agreement is. They threatened me about taking me to prison. So oh that's how gosh. I got into debt. I got into debt in my first year of working at the bank. Oh, you know? guys. And yeah. I took if I mean, when I, I relate the story, right? So yeah. I signed this lease. I signed right. the lease agreement. I didn't know. I didn't read it. And... And I didn't, it didn't picture in my head that you are signing a lease with a monthly uh, rental of 3. Point, I mean, at, I think it was 3.3. Yeah. My net salary at the time was 4.4. <gasps> oh, my. Everything <laughs> that I needed to pay for. <laughs> so yeah. my take my at the time was on the escape route to say, look, I live with my mother. So this person lives by herself. So if now... I, I, I sign this lease agreement. I go and visit. I mean, you know, because now she's going to pay for everything. I'm not going to pay. Like I have a steady without paying. It was the best thing ever in my head. Yeah. In your head. The consequences of that. So you can mm. imagine. That is so she didn't. So she didn't pay the rent. Yeah. She just paid deposit and one month's rent up. And okay. then they started calling me now to say, hey, Mr. Mkabel, we your rent is due. But again, sub, you know, it, it doesn't register. It so didn't register. Me, I'm like, it's <laughs> not my place. What do you mean I, I, I owe the, the, the rental? Go and call the person that is living there. Then I'm like, no, yeah. but that's not how it works. You are the one who signed the lease. So it technically yeah. is your flat. So no. now she's paying, she's now not picking up my calls. The relationship has gone oh. sour. Yeah. And oh. now it defaults now. Now I'm defaulting because it's in my name. Now remember, Ken, yeah. I'm working for a bank. It's my first job. Your first now, job. You are ruining people, your credit. <gasps> what will people say? What will my family say? Right? So the credit score thing, Ooh. I knew that I cannot mess up the, the credit score. So anyway, they called me first month. I, I ignore the calls. Second month, I pick up because they call me with the, another number. And then this lady says to me, the owner is going to go to the police station. The bank. Is about to go to the police station to lay criminal <laughs> charges. So while we are engaging, I think she then picks up that I don't know what the hell is going on. Okay. Right? Yeah. The right? My rights and everything, the remedies that I can take. Then... I then panic. I mean, I can't picture, like at that time, I'm like, prison. Ah, <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> so I go to, so I was working in, <laughs> in town and we had a staff branch, you know, mm. first floor. So I go mm. to the staff branch. So I get there, I'm panicking. Um, the consultant, I'm like, hey, dude, I need, I need help. I'm in mm. trouble. Um, mm. I need about 7K. I think it was 7.5 for 8,000. Mm, mm, mm. 
Then she's like, oh, okay. Then she punches. She's like, ah, oh, you're a staff member. She's like, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, dude, you know, which one? I'm like, which one what? Which credit line do you want? Do you want the overdraft? Do you want a credit card? Do you want you personal guys. You want loan? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so now I, I switch off, right? So I switch, like, okay, I go back to a different kind of state. Like, okay, now I'm no longer scared now and worried. I'm like, yeah. so I can get anything I want. So my, 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 my head registers anything. Anything, yeah. Now I'm, now I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, so which one do you think I can pick? It's like, anyone, tell me which one you want. I'm like, okay. No. No, like, I think I started with, was it evolving or overdraft? I think I started with an overdraft. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Going for the overdraft. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> Before I even leave, like, it, it's in your account. It's, it's now available. Like, so that's like, yeah, it's available. <laughs> When transfer your guys, Kevin, the... this is funny. If it was funny, it would be very funny. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I the money. so when I, you just thought this was like a gift from the heavens, this is free money. This is how I got into credit card debt as well. So I get it. Yeah, I'm like, transfer the money, transfer the money. Hey. These guys are off my back now. Ah, oh, this but you are relieved for two months. Yeah, no, no, remember I'm in area, so I haven't done anything. So she calls me. So like again, she's like, Thank you, Mr. Macabella. You have paid. But remember, you must pay for this month as well. Oh, oh. like a woman, what do you want from me now? Huh? <laughs> like, no, you are in this thing for 12 months, remember. So do you want yeah. the owner to go back and lay a criminal charge? So again, she, she picked up, I don't know what's going on. So I think I, 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 I stayed Yeah. Two days, three days. She's like, no, uh, you, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. So now go back to the branch again. Oh, then I talked to him like, okay, how do I get out of this thing? You know, she's like, no, the only way now is that at least pay us for two months. Right. Pay us for two months. Or was it three months? She said, three months. And then I'll, you you need to pray that I find a tenant. If not, you're gonna pay for the entire twelve months. But for now, so that I can be just lenient to you, please pay three months. Then at least you'll be off the hook. So now that's three point three times three times three nine so now ten thousand. Yeah. Now I go back to the branch again. So luckily, I mean, <laughs> you know. I, 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 I go to the same consultant. I'm like, hey, sisters, I'm back. She's like, what now? She's like, hey, 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 I'm in trouble. She's like, okay, but you are still fine. You can get, which one do you want this time? Which one? Hi, Kevin. Hey, thanks love to get you in debt, hey? Never mistake. Yeah, I went for the credit card and Ooh, boom, Kevin. available. I pay, I'm out. But remember now, I'm still earning the 4.4. I know. Paid. I still have the obligations that I have. And I, and one of the things that I also mentioned, because I, I talk about that story in, in the credit sermon in the book. Yeah. To say that one of the mistakes that we make is that we don't tell people. So you, you go through all of these things because of the shame that you think it's going to bring you. The shame. You think now 
my family is going to judge me because my mom used to ask me, but wh- why not buying clothes? Like, why? And that time I don't have a child. I don't, you know, I'm not butchering any boot. You know, there's no girlfriend allowance. But you are, man, you're not buying clothes. You're not going out. Like, you are just, what's going on? And remember now this thing, it is now messing up the quality of your life because all I'm now consumed with is that I'm in debt. I mean, like in toxic debt. And and that is why I think even with regards to the opportunities that were now coming that I did not see is because I was so consumed with being over-indebted that I didn't see everything else. That was my life. Every day I was consumed with everything like it got to a point where i used to dread month end yeah like of I, to have I can imagine attacks. yeah panic attacks by the time when i left the bed, because that day when i resigned it, it was not something that i had planned and okay. it was something that i just i can't do this otherwise i'm gonna die because i could feel every day i, I was yeah. i was miserable miserable yeah. and, and the uh, word is and the word that yeah. I want to underline here is I'm going to die because that's how it feels, right? Yeah. When you are in yeah. the deep hole. Yeah. 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 And um, slow ball. And remember, this thing is now slow bowling. It, it, it started from a piece. It's no yeah. Every time you get a new position, you get more money. It doesn't feel like you got new, uh, more money because the more <laughs> you get, the more the problem becomes. So now yeah. I, I start to get involved with somebody. We get engaged. Again, we don't interrogate all yeah. of these things. What's going yeah. on in your finances? Let's see what's going on. So we just continue. I, again, I pretend like everything is fine. It's so remember fine. this thing started in 2004. I'm now getting married around 2007, 2008. Yeah. It's a snowball. Now, sweet potato comes as well. Right? <laughs> sweet potato is the baby. Well. Yeah, oh, she has my. a child as well. So, like, it becomes a, a, a snowball. So, your significant other didn't know that you were in debt. Did you tell her? Ah, but you no. know, there's a way of telling things. Mm. No. <laughs> what do you say? No, uh, you know, he has to. No, he has to. It's tough, Nyana, but I got this. It's tough, Nyana, but I got this. You know? And, and we know remember now, we, we, we need to go out. You are, you are dating. You are we dating. Are now, you must yeah, buy movie tickets. Yeah. yeah. And finally, I had this. Then I, 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 I get 2007, I moved to property finance, right? So now yeah. it's, mm-hmm. I'm in corporate banking. So if you used to work mm-hmm. in like a bank, you know, like retail, depending on what position do you have, but when you start at the bottom, retail is like primary school, high school. Okay. And then, then there is specialized banking where you know you never actually prime retail is is I, I I normally say depending where you are, like your your consultant, your home loans there, it's sort of like primary school, and then, then you go to specialized banking, then it, it becomes like high school. That's how we used to, mm, age to classify because each now other. You aspire now to say if you can get to high school. <laughs> And then corporate banking, now nah, that's the like the ultimate because everybody's like, I'm in CIB. You know, even the the way they say it changes, like I'm in CIB. Like, okay. So now CIB. you aspire <laughs> to go to CIB. 
you know. So now, now I enter the space. I mean, corporate banking, but you cannot now. You, you're not in a sober mind because everything mm. it, it has become more and more and more and more. And actually, mm. that's where I ended up resigning that day without oh, even. Wow. I met, I'm engaged. There's children, and I resign. Like I just, I'm gonna die. I'm going to die because I could feel my heartbeat was no longer the same. I could Ooh. feel it was the panic attacks. Yeah, yeah. at work I, could, I I used to do stupid mistakes. Um, the relationship took a no, like it just took a ten, a wrong ten, because I'm not present. Yeah. I mean, I even yes. say this when people look at me now, you know, with my 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 kids. I said it's funny, like you think that I was like that for the longest of time. Look, I've always been there. Right, mm-hmm. but I've, I've I've not always been present. Present, Amen. okay. Yeah. You were present. Absent. There's, a there. mm. there's a difference. There's a difference between yeah. you are there, my father. We can see you're doing stuff, but mm. are you present? So yeah. I think present. It only happened. I think maybe four years ago. Like wow. truly being. Yeah. Wow. Right. And and that's where it, it it's like I need to change my life. I need to change the way I look at things. And going back to what you were saying, uh, Sister Miranda, around um in terms of the issue of when things come and then you know you you are you are you are coming up and then something happens something when you happens. Yeah, that was my life for the longest of time. That was my life, mm-hmm. and I had accepted it. That for mm. me, for my things to get better, there must, there, like, nonsense must there happen. Must be a crisis. Hey. There must be a crisis. And, and then there will be mm. better. So all of that happened. And yeah, I mean, it, it, th- that was my, my life for the longest of time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that is so, so powerful. So, Gavin, how did you then get into property investing? So, you're going through all this and yeah. you're in debt, you're going through everything, relationships falling apart, you quit your job. Now yeah. you don't even have the salary that people talk about, the pay slip that gives you the shoe in to yeah. buy property, right? Yeah. So how do you then get into property investing? So, so firstly, I think it, it started more of, from uh, f- the first part of my property advisory role, which mm. was very formal at the time. Because okay. what happened is that when we, so I, I went through all of that, right? Mm-hmm. I resigned, I, I started a business, but again, you started business from a wrong kind of foundation. And funny enough, I had a, that's another thing and that I, I talk about what happened with the business. So I, I, go, I go into the cleaning business okay. um, and I, I love marketing. So that's why I was like, mm. I, I hated the accounting part, but I was, yeah. I, I was always been like creative. I would look at things. And mm. so I, I get into the cleaning business. Um, I, I don't know, somehow, somehow it was the only thing I could think of. But then I, I come up with this thing that I want to transform the cleaning business, the cleaning industry. Yeah. So my tagline mm-hmm. was that I needed to make cleaning sexy. So everything I did was more like my, our catalogs were, was on point. It was like, yeah. when, when I brainstormed the catalog, I would look at the jewelry catalog. That's how yeah. I was. 
Really? And, yeah, and then so so I resigned 2011, started the business, uh, but again I didn't have the confidence to do it my by myself. So I robbed mm-hmm. in um, a business partner. Business partner came on board, um, but I started the business. Uh, she then joined me later, and I ended up going to Germany through the business. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I nice. saw some ad, applied, and they went for for interviews or presentations, and I went there. And when I got to Germany, I met this amazing guys like Kevin. I've never heard somebody talk about cleaning the way you talk about cleaning. So okay. yeah. like a multi Euro Lene um, in Germany running a very successful uh, cleaning business. And he said, look, I want to invest in your business. And yeah, but anyway, me and the business partner, the relationship was bad. Business fell apart. So, oh, wow. yeah, so that's how I fell the first time. Wow. And the relationship with my my ex just went sour. We broke up. Mm. And and now I I find myself without a job. I'm over indebted. Again, like Mm. hectic. Beyond now. now. Mm. Beyond. I'm almost a a million that I'm owing the creditors. So I couldn't find now a job at the bank again because. I'm blacklisted all over the place. I mean, I make a joke wow. now to say I, I was I was so in red in the red that even the you know there's this formal micro lender. Okay. That if that one declines you, it's like you wow. are declined by Mashonis. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so imagine says, oh, you are bad. I cannot take I, you. I can't touch you. <laughs> That's where I was. Like they declined me. It it was so painful. Uh, like, oh my lord! Like, I never thought I would be declined. <laughs> I don't think oh I can say. I'm like, yo, Wonga, Wonga, like Wonga says no. Like Wonga <laughs> says no to me. I was hurt, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Don't give it. Ah, the one. One of the one of the posts that you wrote about on Facebook was exactly. I think you thought you were just throwing in a yeah when you are declined by Wonga. I think that post lasted on Facebook. You know, Facebook posts they have a lifetime of twenty four hours to seventy two. But that one, yes. <laughs> no, that's it. Okay. Oh, it went on and on. I saw it on a friend's uh, timeline, <laughs> and then I went back to the comments. And when I saw that it's been there for a, over a week, I'm like, "How crazy is this?" But yeah. I think you touched the nerve. You triggered so much. Yes, we were laughing mm. about it, but it was yeah. that serious, right? Yeah. It was that serious. Mm. So tell the story. I'm interested to find yeah. out which, how do you oh, even get out. Oh. So now I'm bad. Like it's it's crazy. I'm 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 depressed. I wanna kill myself. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I was in that I was in, I was in a state. Like um, so funny enough, I get the only job I could get was to be a financial advisor. I'm like, like what are the odds? Like I'm supposed to go and advise oh. people. Um, wow. like I mean, everything and, and about this is things. just wrong. <laughs> It's just raw. And they take me. Yeah. They take you. Yeah. And then I get in. I'm now a financial advisor, right? But 
It's a commission only. Like oh, it's a commission that. only. Hey, but like yo, but anyway, it's the only thing I could do. Like I, yo guys, you know there was a, a this thing is a hectic. Like before <laughs> the end, <laughs> I was applying left. Like I was at the point where I will take anything, anything. anything. Yeah. yeah, I do yeah. anything. So there was one time there there was this ad on the newspaper, Lula Way. Like the Lula Way, they had this thing. I I don't know who was who came up with it, but it was a this government thing, these guys, they came up with this concept to do like a, a, a sort of like a placing agency, but for the lower end of the market. So they came up with this thing called Lulaway and you, okay. you, your, your retail guys, they came on board and they say, okay, your entry kind of level jobs, you, 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 we can use the platform to then tap into it and get employment. So I get this, I, I send a, a, I think you needed to send an SMS. I send an SMS and now I get an interview, like like 10 minutes later, you have this interview in town. I still remember, Plain Street. So, I mean, I'm like, oh, yes, this is my chance. Hoy like a suit, like I was suited up. <laughs> I was red, you know. So Plain Street, even though like there's Plain Street next to MTN taxi MTN taxi rank. Yes. Wow. I check this address. I'm like, huh? So I'm thinking, Mina, office block, you know? Of course. <laughs> so I asked the security guard, hey, dude, I'm looking for this address. Where is it? She's like, there. I'm like, you mean there? It's like, yeah. I'm like, but you know those buildings in town where they sell clothes and everything, like the whole building, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, like and the windows, time. the windows haven't been cleaned since apartheid time. Yeah, they've taken ah. over the building, so to speak. So I get into the building and I'm looking for Lula. I see a big sign on the Lula way, but this thing is like a news cafe. Like it's a, sorry, it's a news, uh, the, the, the internet cafe. Yeah. So I'm like, but interview here, what's going on? So I, I step in, I'm like, okay. And then this guy's asking, like, what do you want? It's like, no, I came for an interview. Like, oh, Lula Way. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, uh, just go to that lady. So she she he directs me to this lady, you know? So I go to this lady, and then this lady looks at me. It's like, hello. I'm like, hello. So, because I'm like, I'm proper. proper yeah, you're yeah, proper, boss. Mm. Like, you are here for the, for the Lula Way thing. Like, yes, like. Why are you here? I'm like, for that. It's like, but uh, Abuti, you are... Ah, man, you don't belong here. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, you know, when you're like, I know, but I'm, 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 I need a job. And it's like, okay, get in there. Then you get in the computer and then there's sort of like things. You choose which, which retail um, shop you want to apply for. And then, then there will be a certain questions that you need to uh, they ask you like for example i chose because i couldn't pick the bank because i'm in the red because it's like why don't you pick the bank because the bank you 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 say you used to work for the bank i'm like but i'm in the red so i need to pick the other ones that won't be so like oh okay so i chose the one as a cashier and then then there was this question is like somebody buys colgate for so how much how much are you going to give them as change but that's how it went and that was my lowest of the lowest. So I'm like thinking, mm-hmm. okay, I'm here. 
how did I get here? Like from corporate banking, yeah. I'm here. I'm you here. Know? Yeah. And then, yeah, after that, then I got the the role of a financial advisor. Financial advisor. The love of personal finance started. Okay. So I started coaching because, yeah. but now they used to have a problem with me because I would spend more time coaching people than selling. So it, it, oh, it didn't make sense yeah. <laughs> to say, we love what you're doing, hey? but you spend more time uh, helping people. We want sales. Like, sales. That's what we want. We want to sell. And yeah, and then I started ad- advising people on property. So because I remember there was one gentleman mm. that we came and he, we were going through his stuff. And it was an informal thing. I was at the gym. You know, we, people started to, because I used to, I talk too much. People were like, oh, you talk too much. But I was talking about finance. And then this guy called me on the side, like, dude, I need help. You know, I, I don't know what's going on with my finances. And I started helping him. And this guy had a house and he had two back rooms at the back. But they were empty. And I'm like, but guy, mm-hmm. you know, you are. You There's know, like, money. You are in mid-rent, like, you know, your ebony parks, you are there. The rental is a crazy. You are sitting with two rooms that you are not renting out. You could yeah. be getting seven grand on top. Mahal. Yeah. And but my wife, like our house to have people there. I'm like, does your wife love money? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay. When I go and pitch this thing, or if you want, I'll help you to pitch it to your wife. So I helped him pitch it to the wife. And then one month later, they have tenants, they're getting seven grand. There's also a garage. It decides to take out the car in the garage. And then they also rent out that garage. I think they were making now like about twelve to 13000 every month. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I think, but there's something, you know, there's something here. And that's how actually I started advising people that the wow. rooms. Like, hey, there's this guy. Can help you, uh, you know, sort out your stuff and help you out. And sure. um, yeah, so from a property investment perspective, that's really that's how where it started. It started. That's where I it started. see. And, and it was more of now selling, you know, now sell, outsource. I didn't even know that time it was a sourcing thing. You know, oh, okay. just pay people <laughs> together, you know, make the transaction, and they give me something there, and boom. I would, I would make the money. You, you would know? make the money. My goodness. That, 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 <laughs> yeah. that is such an incredible story. And, and would you say, Gavin, along the way, besides being, and that's, that's my biggest pain point about financial advisors, I was like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, I don't know whether financial advisors have had their own story. Maybe what made it successful for you was having your own story. Did you have yeah. a tribe of people helping you get out of get out of the mess? Or how, how would you say you got out of the mess? Was it pure intelligence and pure mastermind of Gavin? Or did you have a tribe yeah. around you? Funny enough, I, I didn't. Eh? Um, I mm. didn't have any tribe. Because I think you were suffering alone. People didn't mm. even know that I was suffering, you know? Yeah. But I think what it helped for me, and I, I, I mentioned it a lot, were service. You know, I believe that we are called to this world to offer service, to serve, serve. people. Mm. And when you start serving, 
they, 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 you know, you start, you, you, because you, you're meeting a lot of people. You, you yeah. because through me helping somebody, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing most of the time. But in a sense, when I was helping people, I was helping myself because I'm like, oh, I helped this one. Now they are fine. So let me do the same thing, you know? So I would, that's how I used to do it. Like yeah. I, I really went to this thing for the longest of time. I didn't know. And I also talk about, you know, the, the spiritual element to it. Because, yeah. and, and now I think I'm, I'm more fully aware of it. But at the time, I didn't mm-hmm. realize I was, I was in yes. it. But I didn't yeah. know I wasn't in it because... I think mm. when you enter that space, you will be guided accordingly, you know, because yeah. there's a yeah. lot of things that we do that you cannot comprehend that you did it. Yes, you mm. can take all the, the, the glory and say, look, I did it. But uh, when you calculate and what are the odds, uh, you realize, but this was not really me, you know, doing okay. it, you okay. know. Yeah. Okay. So, so it, it was through that and, and learning yeah, through people's mistakes and my mistakes and making money through that. And somewhere, somehow, my things just get, started getting better and better. But yeah. I, I really think it, 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 the, the things shifted for me when mm-hmm. I started to say, look, acknowledge where you are. Acknowledge yes. you are in trouble. Like, don't yeah. sugarcoat it. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things. Yeah. You are in trouble. Then that's the yes. first point you know, acknowledge that. And then from there on, say, okay, how can I do it? And yeah, I, I would yeah. really recommend people to, now there's, the, you know, we talk about these things freely. I think at the time it, it was a taboo, you know, to be yeah. indebted. It was a taboo to be in debt review. I tell people debt review, if you are at the lowest, 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 you can't do anything. Those are the, the mechanic, like the platforms that you can use as long as you use it intelligently. You know, don't use it as an escape now to say, okay, I'm in this. I was supposed to pay 20. I pay five. And then, then your, your, your behavior doesn't change because then, you know, your finances are not going to change. You're actually going to be in deeper, you know, debt than you were before. So we now we talk about them freely. I think back then we didn't. So now people have a lot of platform, like a lot of people doing stuff, a lot of platforms to, to engage with. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's just a matter of somebody says, I'm in trouble, I need help, and that's it. I'm going to get mm-hmm. help, you know? So, yeah, yeah it, it, there's really not a, a magic formula that I can really say, this is what I did. You know, it just, yeah. I, I, I need help, and I'm going to work my way out. This, this is such a powerful statement of, of personal finance. Then I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like this is this is the kind of feed that 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 property magicians need. You know, there's, yes. there's not too many people who speak about personal finance like like you've put, Kevin. I I I think we should leave it like that so that people know that you can yeah. get out of trouble. Let's yeah. not mess it up with with other things. It's great to yeah. To it. Yeah. How do you yeah, feel? This- I feel good. I feel like this is a good place to stop and move on yeah. to the next segment of the next show. Of the show. Yeah, Sometimes the podcast doesn't turn out to be what we had in mind, and it turns out to be way better than we had. This planned. is my thing. Isn't so it? This is just perfect. <laughs> I I'm full. I'm I'm really I'm so grateful for your story, Kevin, and just the the yeah. Just being told yeah. from a personal point of view like that, your mess 
is exactly where the magic lies with this story. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I actually think we should title that the ma- uh the mess is in the magic is in your mess. The mess. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much guys. Let's move on to the next segment of the show. On to the next segment of our show. Magical feedback from our hosts where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Hi guys. So Misa is going to get us started on this on the magical feedback. So go for it Misa. Okay, let's do it. So I I have taken so much from Gavin and I want to I don't even know where to begin, right? I let me start with this first one i like what he said when he said what he got what got him out of money trouble was service All right mm. he says when he found his purpose by telling other people the truth of where he was standing mm. that's when his personal finance story changed because yes. he was firstly able to let people know where he was at to mm. let people know that he had gotten into trouble so he wasn't one of those financial advisors acting as though he knows all about finance he knows about how he messed up his own finances yes. and he could acknowledge where he was and he found out that he is able to see other people's um personal finance stories and help them navigate out of it right yes. so for me that is like an incredible thing imagine finding your purpose after having messed up your personal finances because most people mm. they end up with killing themselves they end up with trouble with money therefore i must just die right yes. without knowing that actually it can give birth to your purpose and he has discovered that his purpose is service. So oh, I love that. What a beautiful takeaway. I love that. I mm. love it. I love so one thing my takeaway is again what Gavin said about exposure, right? Oh. Knowledge is great, but exposure is so much oh. more powerful. Ben. So it's like how he said all he wanted because all he had seen were people that owned their own, their own bedroom <laughs> right so when he bought a property that was what he was thinking he wasn't thinking of anything else even though he was in the home loans division he was in the uh property finance division all these things the truth of the matter is this is we always ask ourselves why are people that are in these jobs not getting all these things we can't hear it because it hasn't been it hasn't become our new normal mm-hmm. so our nervous systems can't even hold those kind of dreams absolutely we can't even imagine it so just the power of i think for me this comes back to always allowing yourself to be in different environments like we cling so badly to the people that we know to the things that we know we're not willing to experience to. other ways of living and other ways of doing life and for me this is like huge right because i always say to me so like every every single year i'm experiencing like 
I don't know how to buy electricity in every country. I don't know how to pay my electrical bill. So every year I'm a new student of yeah, simple things. Of like something. How do I pay exactly. exactly. How do I do, go get electricity in this country? How do I buy airtime in this country? What is going on? What is and I going think on? It is important. You guys don't, we don't all have to do that. I'm not saying go live in a different country, but definitely meet different people. Yeah. Be friends with yeah. people that are not in your neighborhood. Be friends with people that talk. If you are a practical thinker, go be friends with people that only talk about spiritual stuff and, spir- yeah. and have a different outlook because yeah. that starts to, this is what exposure is. It's not just exposure about money. It's also exposure about mindset. You know, mm-hmm. it's like these people are going to change your mind and Absolutely. how you see the world. So I, that was my... Key takeaways. That- Key takeout. My goodness, yeah. I love that takeaway. Then we've had this conversation, you and I, two, three years ago yeah. when you were in Malaysia. You got yeah. exposed to a group of friends who actually own a yacht or they are a group, yes. but they own one single yacht. One, yeah. one couple sails it to another country and then yeah. another one sails it to another country. And we discover, just as you discovered it, we discovered yes. Grant Cardone and a group of his friends own a jet and they do the same thing. People who drive in a jet don't necessarily have to own it. Right. Exactly. And they remember how, how mind blown I was when they I was like, oh, they say that they want me to join this club. Oh my gosh. Like I could own a yacht, but obviously I was like, okay, I need to do my own thing and figure out things, but I've got other things to do in my life. But, 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 but now I know it's possible Possible. and i know exactly who to ask and i know they've walked me through the entire process of how they do this they do before then like remember when i was on the phone i was like miso i thought owning a yacht was the biggest thing in the world it had to be now i'm like owning a yacht guys it's a thing when we're ready and we can we want to do it let's do it yeah we pack it in rome while drives it (laughs) And then it comes to the pot of Natal, you and I drive it, or something like that. But that's how that's how we sail it. Yeah. That's how that's how what that's what exposure means. And this podcast yeah. is really about that. When we expose other black people to other black investors mm-hmm. in property mm-hmm. and in big and small properties, then you get yeah. to 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 know and believe that you also can, right? I love yeah. that takeaway so much. Yeah. It, is, it is beyond representation. It is just the exposure. Yeah. Imagine dreaming about having a bedroom where you can put your hero on the wall. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I love yeah. that takeaway, Ben. That is so it's powerful. It is, it is so powerful. Power. So my takeaway, my number where my number two takeaway is a whole, it's almost half of the podcast. Remember how Gavin told us that he had a job and before he went to Standard Bank, he worked in the credit department, he worked in home loans, and then went to, I don't know what it's called, corporate or commercial, Mm -hmm. uh, commercial finance and property finance. And he was an analyst and he was exposed to not one, not two, multiple developers as they come into the bank to come and bring a deal. And, and he would take it through to credit. 
Sure, yes. It was just work. And there was a particular developer that believed in him and kept saying, you know, there's a spark in you. There's a spark in you. Mm. I really want you to develop into something. But underline the word, he, Gavin Mkabela, did not believe he's big enough for such a deal. You know, self-belief. Everything starts with yeah. that. If you know yeah. you must, you can, you shall have it. That's yeah. where it all starts. Don't let anyone tell you. And how many people have we had here on this podcast yeah. came from dismal circumstances who Amen. are developers today, right? Yeah. So oh. me, I think he captured it on half of the podcast. He did, he hey? That. He, missed he showed how the lack of self-belief was holding him back. And it's beyond self-belief. He was like, it's yeah. self-confidence. It's all these things because you just don't have it. So this, I'm going to piggyback off of that because it ties yeah. directly into my second takeaway, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is the shame. So Gavin talk about, uh, talked about the shame of debt, right? But with it was the hiding like he was living with his mother. His mother is asking crucial questions. And this was a good segue to be like, Ma, the reason why I don't buy clothes is because of this and this and this. Yeah. But like, it didn't lead to that because we've been taught to feel such deep shame around yeah. debt, right? And it yeah. holds us back. So even how he was saying like in his relationships, like how he, in his relationship, he was like, ah, you know, you have a way of talking about it. Right? <laughs> you, what did he say? He said something like, um, it's tough, but I got this. I got this. <laughs> right? And it's that, I think what keeps coming up, because he didn't have the, he couldn't talk about it openly, yeah. right? It held him back even from sharing authentic relationships right, from having authentic relationships and maybe even mm -hmm. having the people that would support him. So what ended up ha happening because of the shame, he talks about the snowball effect. He went yeah. from a little bit of debt, but because he couldn't talk about it and say to people, hey, I don't know. And he, he didn't know how to articulate it because maybe even his mom is like, I don't know enough, but maybe let's find out about this. You know, then you've got two heads, then you've got three heads. Your wife comes into the mix, right? Your girlfriend comes yeah. into the mix. Then you've got other people and then it kind of like dissipates. But because we keep it and we're so scared of being judged, we keep it in, it becomes a big thing. And before he knew it, where did it go instead for the support? It was to the banks where like they offer you more credit even because it's <gasps> in their favor. So it just, this is so powerful. And what did he say? He said when he started owning his story, when he started sharing his story, sharing when stories. it no longer became a thing that he kept inside, yes. like you mentioned. <laughs> and that's, I think when we it's talk about shame. shame, shame keeps us hidden and it keeps us undercover. Like we're always hiding because we're so ashamed. ashamed but when you take once you start sharing things and you start being open about things and you start owning your story and accepting where you are and owning it even if the shame is there and sharing it the shame things come to light and shame starts to die i i feel like i found that in my own journey too and me too 
me too me too i i i remember very well sharing that at 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 at, at the workshop where i first met you that what is this thing i don't think i had ever openly said to you mm. to anyone that what is this thing about me earning earning earning, earning lots of money and then mm. losing it and then earning 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 again and then losing it yeah. what is that? but i don't think i had ever been able to find the words to tell anyone about that and to say mm. it in that way so you know the more of us who share whatever this thing called shame remember even his aunt used to ask him and to say hi Joanna <gasps> you are oversharing yeah. you know? and and, <sighs> and and she was talking from her perspective possibly she was talking about her shame yeah. she wasn't even saying yeah. get him stop it but she really found him an oversharer but you know they they've yeah. since let him let him be ทั้งหมดยาชแมนอวัยวะเป็นอวัยวะเป็นอวัยวะเป็นอวัยวะเป็นอวัยวะเป็นอวัยวะเป็นอวัยวะเป็นอวัยวะเป็นอวัยวะ
what they know. So it is up. So what I'm getting from this podcast is, yes, I love working with the financial advisor. I actually have an awesome financial advisor. (laughs) I do. Like I have an awesome financial advisor, but also how I got to find an awesome financial advisor is that I've never, when I started my journey, right, I was heavily in debt and I decided I'm going to learn. I'm not going to assume that my financial advisor knows everything. I'm also going to ask questions because I think what happens with all of us is that they come with the big numbers. They give you the return on investment and you're like, and then they tell you that in 20 years, this is what the amount is going to be. You're allowed to say, hey, my dude, please explain to me exactly what is, how are we going to get there? You know, how do we get there? And what does this mean? Okay. So what happens if there is uh, a recession and things don't go bad? Tell me worst case scenarios. Tell me things because your financial advisors are also human and you don't know their financial advice. You don't know their personal story. In fact, the first thing that I did with my financial advisor was to say, I'll, tell me about your personal finance story. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Tell me about your investment story. So I learned she was into property. She was actually the person that helped me buy my first property. She helped me get all the people on her team to get on board. But I asked all those questions and it is super, super important so that you can understand. I'm not saying don't work with someone like Gavin, right? Because obviously when people started working with me, I was still, I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm a finance, I'm a money coach and people didn't, and people knew that I was still working through my debt, et cetera, before I even got debt free. But like they got to see my journey and to say, she is learning and she is, she knows what she's doing. These are the results because I was sharing back results. Right. So you need you. It's okay to ask. And if your financial advisor doesn't know, it's okay to be like, okay, do you mind going to find out? I really like you. I like what we're doing together. Please. Can we work together and make this work happen? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the danger of having the almost perfect um, financial advisor, you know, so for (laughs) me, I would, I would, I would work with someone who has learned learned how yeah. to pay their money after they had made yes. it and lost it and made it and lost it. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, because there is something to experience it that way. So then that is such a powerful takeaway. Love yeah. it, love it. I have 17 others, but <sighs> go, and find, go and find yours and please share on iTunes. Go and give us a review of, of, of mm. the podcast and share what your one takeaway is, whether you do it on Spotify, on Podbean or on iTunes. Thank you, guys. Let's move on to the next segment. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Okay, so guys, welcome to the next segment. I'm going to have Mizo start us off with her favorite question as usual. It is my favorite question. Um, Kevin, what book changed your life? And you are welcome to say yours if it's yours. <laughs> but I'd, yes. love it. I'd love another title of a personal yeah. finance or a property um, or even, you know, a fable story that changed your life. Yeah. So, look, I think one of the, the greatest books um, that I have read, um, mm-hmm. Capitalist Nigger. Yeah. Uh, okay. For me, that book, Ish. 
it's painful. And But I think it's painful in, in a very progressive way. And that's sure. where I love it because we, and, and especially if you look at our community as black yeah. people. Yeah. Yo, we, we have so much going on. We have so much going on. And I mean, I, you know, yesterday I went to cut my hair. So as a, I'm, I'm, I'm in the hood now. Um, yeah. My mom and house didn't want to stay in it. So I'm, I'm here. So I've been staying in the township for, for about four months, you know. Okay. And oh, yes, you know, when you the, the transition a bit, when you move from the burbs, when you started in the, in the hood, you went to the burbs, and now you go back to the township. So your way of thinking is different in a sense, of course, right? Of course. So I'm I'm cutting my hair yesterday, and where I cut my hair, it's a very informal place. And this guy cutting my hair, normally there'll be tons and tons of guys around, you know, yeah. his place of work. And mm-hmm. this guy comes from, from Mozambique. And we always chat and because he's the only one, but the, the queue is always hectic. And you always think to yourself, why can't one of those guys who is always there every day, why can't they think to say, guy, there's two machines. Can you help me? Can you teach me how to cut hair? Instead of them sitting, talking about soccer the whole day, they can, he can talk about soccer, but he can make money. Mm. But again, I, it's a very simple thing. Ne? But when you yeah. interrogate it, you realize the, 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 the root the, the deep root of the problem that we have in our society. Mm. And that is why I say, I don't care who says what, in the townships, in the hoods, there is no problem of lack of mind. I don't care who says what. We don't mm, have a lesson. No. Yeah. We have, the problem is the growing of the mind. Yeah. We, we seem to miss the multiplication aspect of it. Yes. yes. So, so, oh, so yes. a lot of the things yes. becoming a problem our townships are becoming worse and worse because we don't understand what we have yes you know? and we sort of mess up what we have mm. you know we, we want to mm. run to the, to to the suburbs and stuff but we're leaving so much behind and i'm here i'm seeing it yeah. now from different lands to say wow yeah. we so much we can build factories in the township we can yeah we don't need the government so much if we can just know what we have. What and we I have. think mm. that book really demonstrates that. And if we look at that book from a real estate perspective, it is so sad. There is the part where he writes about when he moved in, I don't know which um, suburb in, in the States he moved yeah. in, right? He said that suburb used to be a white-only suburb. It used mm. to be a prime area. The valuations yeah. were crazy. And then he said, then we moved in. The valuation dropped. And he said, the sad part about it is that we're always going for these prime areas. And whenever we get there, the valuation drops. But why does it drop? We drop it ourselves. You know, the streets were were good. There was order. We bring chaos into where we are. Why do we do that? I, and he says, imagine if where we are, we can bring stability, we can bring growth, we can take care of our things, you know, with pride. Now, yeah. instead of running to people, we can build our own. 
We can bring yeah. our build our own local economies. So then yes. we don't need to, this need to always go somewhere where we mm. a lot of the times we're not even welcomed, but we say we are coming in. It it yeah. probably would stop. And this he's not saying this from a a place of you know not bringing in the whole inclusion aspect of it. Says no, I, mm. I I love white people, like friends. I look, they are my brothers and my sisters. But I'm talking about us and the pride that we have. The pride, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, I love that. I love that. I need to read Capitalist Nigger again because I seem I, mm. I I seem to have forgotten bits about it, but I remember oh. now. But oh. all right. Yeah. So, uh, Gavin, what keeps you inspired? People. Okay. Ah, um, mm. I, I, I love people, you know, yeah. And I, yeah. For me, if you cut people, you cut, you cut my love supply. That, that's what makes me, and I, and I think that has now it's going into serving, you know. So I love, mm. serving, and that is why I okay. do the things that I do. I mean, that you I'm, do. I'm, I'm very vulnerable most of the times, and I remember I used to yeah. like, always fight with my aunt. Like, you like just putting a lot of things, man. They're very personal. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> but I think she sort of like stopped and started to understand. Like, oh, okay, no, I, you can do you, boo. You know, but I think it's more of, I, I really believe that I went through everything that I just mentioned and more mm. because it was leading me to this moment. It was leading you to Yes. yes. Like, I feel Love I mean, that. A really That's beautiful. Moment. Like I'm in a really crazy moment where, you know, I was telling a client the other day. I'm like, it's not even about money anymore. You know, yeah. it's like I, I'm in the state where money comes and goes. It's like, you know, yeah, okay. yeah. You know? And of course, it's more of yes, we are building now. Um, we are buying yes. properties. We want to get into a lot of things in property. Yes. So many things in you know in the investment space, but. I, I had to deal with me, you know, and, and yes. I'm loving at the moment. I, I'm yes. loving where I'm at. And I think even the interactions that I have now, they, they now have more quality, better quality, mm. you know, um, than before. You, you're able to, to come back, you know. I, I'm, mm. I, I, I can be, look, there's so many things that I'm working on, especially with myself. But mm-hmm. even like for the, for this month, uh, this month is a month of wellness. So yeah. there's a lot of things that we are doing around it. So there's a group that um, I opened uh, called Financial Fast. So it's, it's just crazy. And I, an idea that's actually stemmed from COVID-19 uh, when it's, mm-hmm. it hit. And I started pushing content. And through that, people mm-hmm. started following. And now started fasting, but fasting more on finance. And people started joining me and it's like, but you can just drop us, let us create a community around it. So we have now a community of about, I think, 180 mm. people in that WhatsApp group. Oh, so this month, yeah, Wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah, so this month is wellness month. So we started a program, uh, kicked off a program last week, well, this week. Called yeah, I saw that. Yeah, accountability. accountability. Yeah, program. I love that. So yeah. We are paid to... I, have, I now have an accountability body for a month. So we're going wow. to, every, every day we're going to, we have goals that we need to set around mental wow. health. For me, that's the biggest. 
um, fitness, um, finances, and then career business development. So yeah, so it's it's more of just being in that space where that space. I'm, okay, I'm alright, and I love Kevin, and you know, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That but is Kevin, awesome. It is. What do you wish you had known uh, about property investing? I think you've said that a little bit. <laughs> What do you look at? What do you look back at and say, Dan, I wish I knew this one thing? The mm. best time to buy property was yesterday. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. That I, I wish that's I powerful. That's yeah. powerful. That's what what do you what do you think you still need to know in property? Yo, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, <laughs> Give us the top thing you still need to heart. learn. <laughs> so um, I think, um, I think more around um, the valuation aspect of it. Um, but mm. when I say valuation, I know obviously there's tools to do valuations, but I think somewhere somehow there's this extra eye that people develop around property. You know, you can just. <laughs> From get go, like you, you, you know, there's that thing you you enter. But I think more the valuation aspect of it. Um, but I think as well as being more futuristic around how I pick um, areas as well. So I mean, for example, I fight with a lot of people around one particular area, uh, which is the East Rand, and I know yeah. like, I had lots of debates, like, hey, this thing is flat. Never capital appreciation there, born. But uh, this thing that East Rand, uh, the East Rand, is gonna born in the next four years, and yeah, you know, those are the kind of but be more futuristic because I think yeah, the, the world is changing, yeah. it's changing so fast, yes. fast. It's fast. Scary, you know, because yes, things turning around that we never saw, you know, and you're thinking yes. how. How 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 did I miss it? But I think it's more mm. more yeah around the futuristic aspect of where property is going to, um, which yeah. areas are going to be hot in the next five ten years. You know what yep. are the things to look out for. But that also goes in line with where the technology is moving into, where the world is moving into, um, yep. how we live in the next couple of years. Um, but yeah. be more in the future than now. Yes. Yeah, so All I think right. it's, it's very big. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna change a lot of things. I think property sure. in the next, uh, let's say, ten years, it's gonna be a different kind of ball a game. Different so kind of ball game. game. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, Kevin, what property resource do you wanna share with our listeners? It can be a podcast, a YouTube video. What is mm. your go-to? Your go-to. My go-to is bigger pockets. Uh, yeah. Or used to be, I have developed <laughs> others. What's yeah. yours? <laughs> yeah. So look, guys. I mean, I, I follow you guys a lot. Um, yeah. I love the stories. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of, I mean, there's there's a number of communities now that you get. Um, yeah. Um, so there's there's a number of them, but I think with regards to my go-to. I wouldn't really pick one because I, I, yeah, I just that's fine. No. That's so, fine. But I think what, especially for those people that are starting out, I think yeah. just exp- like just put that net wide, you know, make YouTube your, you know, your, your friend, 
your friend. There's this amazing content. And what I also picked up, especially when I was um, writing the book, was mm-hmm. that don't limit your, 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 you know, in terms of your education around property to the South African market only. Also expand it to like UK, to all those other kind of places, because there's some ideas that UK ideas. are doing that we haven't picked up on, right? Mm-hmm. So pick, pick that up and do it, but join set, you know, communities around that you find. There's a lot of them on Facebook, um, you know, yeah. And then YouTube, and then you guys, of course, they should always be through that and just you know follow. I think a lot of your every every episode that I've I've, I've engaged with, I really learned a lot, a lot, yeah. you know. So yeah. That's beautiful. So Gavin, can you tell us your intention for coming on the podcast and how people can get hold of you? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the intention with everything is, is really around sharing. Um, and, and I hope that what, what I share today um, really resonates with, um, you know, people because, you know, property investments is, 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 a, is, a, is a big thing. But property investments work if your personal finance work. And, 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 and that is why you a lot of the times, because before what used to happen is that I used to be hectic in property and people loved mm. mm. until I changed you know, sort of my branding, so to speak, because yeah. I realized that it's 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 easy to talk about property investments and people want to listen to you. But yeah. when you now sh- say, but let's start at the budget, and then <laughs> then all of a sudden, like you are boring us. But that's where it is because you can have mm-hmm. ten properties, and you can actually not have a portfolio at yes. the end of the day. Yes, you know. So it's very important for people to understand that. Personal finance is, is, is the start. Mm, Just true. because you have 10 properties doesn't change. Can It doesn't mm. mean that your, your, your finance is not going to change. So be able exactly. to look at that. Build first. Understand debit and credit. You know, understand yeah. it. Know how it works. Know about credit. Know about you. What, what mm. is your, um, you know, money language, so to speak? How do mm. you relate with because there's a lot of people that they don't see the value that they have in their assets because their assets. they haven't had yeah. the foundation. You know, how we grew yeah. up. I have these things, but to me, the, 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 the value that it would have to somebody else is the same because I'm still stuck in what my grandmother taught me about money. True. That money is the root True. of evil. Abundance is yeah. bad. Right. So now, yeah. and, and, and I, I can tell every time I talk to a client and I said, but how many properties do you like to have? And I go, ah, oh, just a oh, no, few, yeah, and I want two. How? Why can't you have doing yeah. And you can tell from that point on that there are certain things that the person needs to fix from their money beliefs, yeah. from their wealth creation beliefs, you know, and that's where yeah. it starts. So if we can be able to yeah. integrate personal finance, with property investment, yeah. then I think we're going to even see much more greater things That's happening. Important. Because I just that I agree. Important. But so I agree. Can, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where wow. do people so find how... you, though? How do they find uh, you? Yeah, people can find me everywhere, but <laughs> they can find me on Facebook. Um, so, Gavin Nyekom Kavela on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram. 
uh, Gavin Mkabela. They can find me on Twitter, uh, Gavin underscore Mkabela. I think, yeah, but they can mm-hmm. Google. I'm there. I'm Googleable as well. Um, and then, yeah, my, my website, my personal website is coming. But if they maybe they want to um, get the book, the, the details are there. So they can go to www.gavinkabela.co.za. Um, hopefully by next week or the week after, it will be live in terms of the content and everything else. But yeah, and even I, I do a lot on WhatsApp. Eh? I do a lot of on WhatsApp status. Eh? WhatsApp status, mm. my friend. So they can also just WhatsApp me 074-412-7614. Uh, 074-412-7614. So I also share a lot of things in on, on my WhatsApp status. So because I know sometimes people don't really like going on social media, but you can always find my content on my WhatsApp status as well. So yeah, and then LinkedIn, Kevin Cabela. I've also started being active mm. on LinkedIn as well. So, mm. yeah. And then, of course, my YouTube channel, uh, Gev's, Gev Talks Property and Finance. Yeah. Gev Talks mm. Property. I love that. I love it. Oh, awesome. YouTube, it's Gav Talks Property. Property. I love it. Yeah. Love okay. It. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much, Gavin. Thank you so much, Property Magicians. So once more, we want to just say thank you to the Wealthy Ones Property Stockfile for sponsoring us. So guys, if you haven't checked out the Wealthy Ones Property Stockfile, please do. In the last seven weeks, we have raised over 1.6 million rand. We're going towards the 1.7, I believe. So if we haven't crossed it it yet, we've already paid... um, 568,150 rand this week, just yesterday, actually. Yeah. <laughs> when we're on the day that another we're recording deal. this podcasting, uh, this podcast for another deal that we've invested in. And Misa is in the process of, of putting together deal three for us. So definitely go check out the podcast. I'll uh, go check out the stock file. Go on Stockseller. You can download Stockseller on iStore, on the iStore, on Android, and also on Huawei, on the Petal Store, and then go search for Wealthy Ones Property Stockfile. If you are not based in Namibia, South Africa, Lesotho, and Swaziland, please, please go to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfile. Stockfile is S-T-O-K-V-E-L. And um, go look at how you can join internationally. We have a few people that have joined from various countries internationally. So there is an option. Everyone is welcome to join us. We would love to have you on this journey. We have a really huge mission um, ahead of us with the Stockfile. So thank you once more for tuning in. Thank you, Mizo. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you, Profiting Magicians. We'll see you guys next week. Inshallah. Thank Uh you, Kevin. Cheers. Thank you you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, 
contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page, or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast, and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors, to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at miranda at wealthymoney.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.